Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of UJ Sports Live. I'm your host, Roddy Nabolsi. I'm joined by Dane Young, our technical guru genius producer, joined by Jim Don, the uh, former Georgia Bulldogs head coach, the Hall of Famer himself. The reason there are a lot of other Georgia guys in the Hall of Fame because he coached them up and he is one of the only reasons you're turning in, uh, tuning in, which we really appreciate. You're not here to hear my uh, vocal stumbles and utterances and ums, but we are joined by a fourth member of the posse today. We have Blaine Gilmer on. Blaine is one of our recruiting experts at UJSports.com. He was all over the Dylan Rayola recruitment. He was all over every other recruitment. He and Jed uh, may do a fantastic job covering the recruiting for UJSports.com. They, they absolutely kill it. His war rooms have been must-reading for the past few months. I'll put it that way. Uh, big recruiting weekend this past weekend, a one that we've had circled since January or February when these guys started putting in their official visit uh, reservations, if you will. So we knew that a lot of the big names were going to be at Georgia on June 2nd through the 4th. Uh, woke up this morning uh, to notes from uh, Blaine saying, hey, Georgia got a commitment. I'm like, good to know. So he was all over it. Plus, uh, I mean, last week was big, and the weekend before that was big. So, uh, Blaine, talk to us about Georgia's newest commit, and then if you would, recap sort of the uh, this past weekend, and then we'll let uh, Coach John and just pepper you with questions. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Kirby wasn't awake either. It took him like 45 minutes after the commitment to, to tweet Go Dog. So I don't think he was had his morning cup of coffee yet either. But, yeah, big commitment there. Justin, Justin Green, in-state guy. Coach Donnan, I'm sure, can tell you how important that you know, five technique and having the right kind of body and the right type of player to to go in there and uh, fill that role. And Justin Green is a guy that can do that. He was on the official visit. Him, Justin Scott, Williams, Nwanri, there was lots of defensive line talent there, defensive line slash edge guys there. That And I think Georgia not only made a – Obviously, a good move with with Justin Green, who commits this morning. But Williams DeWanery's guy, a guy that is as long and athletic and freakishly talented as you're going to find out there. And uh, Shadar Uzo Deribe is his main recruiter. He's a guy that I said, okay, he's kind of like an inch taller and maybe 20, 30 pounds heavier than Lorenzo Carter coming out of high school, and he moves like a Lorenzo Carter. I mean, he's a big guy that can really play. Uh, in Georgia, uh, and everybody around that recruitment, I think, is feeling good about where that recruitment stands coming out. So there's lots of uh, good news coming for Georgia, if not in the coming weeks in July when that when when guys are kind of done with their official visits. But up front, there was a specifically uh, a lot of good news on that defensive front for Georgia, and I'm actually – uh, working on getting a story done on Ryan Wingo, a receiver as well, who there had been some turmoil in his uh, recruitment a little bit. Well, things, you know, how's the relationship, all that kind of stuff. But very, very positive reviews coming out after talking to him and talking to those around him. So lots of excitement, Coach Donnan. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you have a recruiting weekend, uh, particularly when you got guys in for the first time, it's always good that they jump all over it. And because you don't get any more, like in the old days, you could go visit them uh, and see them. But, you know, the way the recruiting calendar is now, the first time they can actually go visit them will be uh, November as far as in person. So uh, you try to get these guys to go ahead and finish up the deal. But 
I just want to ask a couple uh, routine questions here. I was excited to, to see that uh, Pulisky, Pulisky, or how do you pronounce his last name? Puglisi. Puglisi was uh, selected to the Elite 11. So that'll give us two quarterbacks. Everybody talks about Riola, which they should, but uh, we had this other kid uh, enfold earlier. So for him to be among the top 11 in the country, going out there has to speak pretty highly his ability. Could you just get a quick rundown on him just for our fans? Because uh, we, we don't want to take uh, Raola for granted, but this other kid I think is going to come in and compete, don't you? Absolutely. And he's not scared to compete. He's, he's time and time again said how much he loves the University of Georgia and how much he's looking forward to coming in and, and competing. And he also said, listen, anywhere I go, is going to be a talented quarterback room. So he's pretty excited about that. He said, it doesn't matter what school I go to, the, the type of colleges that are recruiting me, I'm going to have to compete. So you're right about that. And he is extremely talented. He's a big physical kid with a live arm. He's the type of guy that throws 90, 94 off the mound, you know, when they bring him in to close in baseball. He's a starting shortstop. So he's an athletic guy as well. So very, very talented quarterback. Todd Munkin absolutely fell in love with him uh, about, you know, in his junior year through that process. And, in fact, Munkin actually turned away a couple of guys that are committed to, to programs elsewhere because he wanted Puglisi. So that's that's how much uh, they, they think about him. Yeah, that's good news there. So one of the things that, that's normal in recruiting that uh, everybody tends to slit their throat about the guys we lose and, uh, and don't talk about the guys we're getting. But certainly Sammy Brown was a big hit from the standpoint of, uh, you know, he something about that Clemson culture. They, they, they have a tendency to get some of these in-state guys that, uh, you know, we work hard on. But what's our linebacker situation set for now with, without Sammy in the picture? I know that one kid was here from uh, Alabama. So how do we stand at, uh, inside linebacker? at this point. Demarcus Riddick is committed to Georgia, and there's been a lot of talk about Alabama and Auburn trying to flip him. Having him back on campus for the official visit, that was huge. I think they fortified that relationship there. Joseph Phillips, another guy from the state of Alabama, because Riddick is in, uh, from Alabama as well. So Glenn Schumann using those Alabama connections that he has to, to go over there. And Joseph Phillips is a guy that I think Georgia – is very high on, and he's very high on Georgia. He's going to take an official visit to Tennessee this upcoming weekend, but he's a guy who I think could be maybe speeding up his his uh, process a little bit after originally saying he's going to the fall. So Joseph Phillips is a guy who is uh, one to look out for. And then you've got Chris Cole, who is from Virginia, a, a guy that, that, that Georgia likes very much. He's going to be on an official visit June 16th through – 18th, he came for a surprise unofficial back uh, when they held camps on March 31st. Nobody was expecting him to be there, and and man, he, he came in, and uh, so that tells you how much Schumann and, and Kirby Smart like him and got to spend some time with him. And then Justin Williams is another guy out of uh, Texas that he's going to be there for a June 23rd through 25th official visit, and definitely need to look out for him and both his teammate Joseph Janae. Ajanye. Hey, I pronounced it right, Dave. I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Good job. So, 
I'm going to tell you like I, the people did on ESPN when I was talking. You got to get to the point a little quicker here. We don't have you very long, so I want you to hit it quicker here. You're doing a heck of a job here, but I got a couple more. We had this Carter kid in from Nebraska that, you know, nobody on our board knew about him. Uh, I didn't even know about him until Rodney, uh, Rodney, I mean, excuse me, Rodney knew all about him, which he knows everything. I said, who is this kid? He said he's a freakish kid from out in Nebraska as a seven-foot high jump and all that. But all of a sudden, we're going after another tight end. But from what I understand, this is among the better athletes in the country, isn't he, Blank? Yeah, it's, his profile is beyond rare. You, you, you don't see this kind of athleticism out of a guy that size. Uh, there's people on the weekend drawing comparisons to how how athletic Brock Bowers is, but this guy's even bigger than Brock Bowers in terms of height and stuff like that. So uh, Dylan Riola spent a lot of time with him. He's definitely someone you need to look out for Georgia in this class. Yeah, I've been fired up about him. And uh, one of the things that we're right on the cuffs here of the running back situation, we got the fast kid from uh, in-state. But we're going to supposedly take two more. I know we got this uh, Florida kid, Bowens, coming in here. Uh, what's his name? Bow, uh, what's his last name? Bowens. Chauncey Bowens. Bowens. And uh, we got him coming in for official visit. And you, uh, for the people that miss your show, that Rumors and Rivals, I've started watching it on uh, uh, every week. And you guys do a heck of a job. Uh, it's a lot better for me than watching uh, Dancing with the Stars or something like that. But <laughs> It's really a good show. But anyhow, you mentioned last night that Frazier might be coming in here for an unofficial too. So give us a little quick rundown on the running backs. Uh, we, we got four still on the on the board, right? Yes, we did confirm that Nate Frazier will be taking an unofficial visit this weekend at the same time that Chauncey Bowens is taking his official visit. As you mentioned, Bowens committed to Florida. And then you have Christian Clark, who is uh, a guy out from out in Arizona. Uh, that is being recruited heavily by Texas and Florida State as well right now. So three running backs that are being pursued by, obviously, with, with Florida having Bowens committed and then Frazier being pursued heavily by Alabama and Oregon as well. Blue chip type prospects, guys that Dell McGee is looking to reload the running back room with and uh, feel that, that Georgia uh, is, is in prime position with uh, a couple of those guys, and this this weekend could could be a big one for Georgia. Yeah, and uh, one other thing that I thought you did a good job, uh, and I've talked to Roddy about it on the side here because I'm I'm over there occasionally, and you've built up some good relationships with these younger kids early in their uh, recruitment, and certainly the the quarterback Lewis from. Uh, over in uh, Carrollton, you, you had a good start with them and did a lot of features on him. But give a rundown. I noticed that ESPN has him ranked as a top player in the country, 24, 25, or 26. So I got <laughs> pretty quickly. I guess they're trying to get him to play in the Under, Arm, Under Armour game and make a commitment to that. And that's why they're kissing his butt so good. But he's definitely a player, that's for sure. Maybe Disney wants to do an NIL deal with him. Who knows uh, how, how that goes. But uh, <laughs> Julian Lewis is as talented as as I've seen, and I coached against Deshaun Watson for three years uh, when I coached high school ball and saw him play. And Julian's as good as I've seen in person. 
Uh, and he's just a young man that Georgia's been recruiting since he was in the seventh grade. And that's just rare. He's been visiting Georgia uh, since he was in seventh grade as a recruit coming in, seeing the program. And now he's got the experience of a multi-day unofficial visit with to spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Mike Bobo and Kirby Smart. And he says he's not looking to draw this thing out. Uh, quarterbacks tend to commit earlier, and he wants to build a class around him. Georgia, USC, Ohio State, LSU, and Alabama are really the, the schools you're looking at. But I think there's a little bit of a groundswell of, hey, you know, you could be a an in-state legend, not only with what you did in, in GHSA, but also if you played for the state of Georgia. I think that's kind of a selling point that's driving home a little bit there. So Julian Lewis, definitely somebody that uh, all Georgia fans uh, either – are aware of or need to be aware of because he's a big time guy, like you said, uh, talented regardless of what class coach. Yeah, and and you're talking about early commitment. He's just going into the tenth grade. I mean, it's not like uh, he's going to be a 25 guy, you know. So uh, I, I think it's, it's certainly uh, he's getting a lot of attention, and he should get that. And and the last question here is. Uh, just overall, uh, this class has, a, you know, everybody has a tendency to project this is going to be an unbelievable class and all that. We are ranked number one at this point. But it, I, I noticed that little graphic you put up on the UGA website, uh, the, uh, our, our website this morning, uh, about the number of recruits we had committed that were either five-star or four-stars. But the rating of it is just unbelievable at this point. So how do you project that? I mean, Georgia, don't have our thing. Tell them, Roddy, how they can get it today. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can go ahead, Roddy. Hey, you're muted. So tell us about the ranking. Best sales pitch ever from Roddy. Couldn't even hear. Yeah, that was the best yeah. Uh, real quick, folks, uh, I've got some instruction going on outside the window here, so I've muted myself. Uh, real quick, use promo code UGA visits to get all the insider information on all these visits that are going down, the war rooms, the, the message board, all the stuff you want to read. Today's the last day. So if you're reading this on June 6th, my my, and my wife's anniversary, that's I gotta remember this day. Remember, hey, on Ronnie's anniversary, I gotta sign up for UGA Sports and I use promo code UGA visits and you will get free access until uh, I think the first week of uh, I'm not sure exactly what the fall schedule is going to be for camp, but at least through the first week of Georgia's fall camp. Free access. If you got to sign up today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, you missed it. Sorry. You haven't trees uh, cut out there or what? What's happening outside that window? Hmm? Is it you having trees cut over there or what? No, what's the neighborhood, of course. So, oh, and it's like, hey, way to start at 11 o'clock or 1130. <laughs> I thought all the deer in your neighborhood finally revolted and, and were fighting back <laughs> against you all. <clears throat> A lot of deer over there. But, Coach, to answer your question, uh, last year Georgia finished with 3,235 points in Rivals system, uh, ranking system, and right now they have 2,000. That was with 26 commits. Right now they have 2,340, and one of those is a punter. Uh, so, you know, but I guess punters are people too. And then, uh, you know, when, you, when it goes – about it, Alabama had one of the highest rankings ever last year, 3,367 points. Georgia has only 17 commits, so they, they, have a, they have a lot of meat left on the bone. I think they'll have probably upwards of 
30 commits, uh, probably maybe even 32 to 35 commits in this class because they're going to lose a lot of people. It's going to be one of the most highly ranked, if not the highly ranked class that Kirby Smart's ever had. Right, let's put him on the spot, Coach. Let's put him on the spot. All right. Give us three, three names to watch on that commitment list. Oh, I, you know, you know, I can't, you can't, I, that's how the coach talked about me building those relationships. I can't blow up the kid's spot now. There, there's some, there's some, there's some kids uh, that Georgia, I would say, I will tell you this, Georgia has a handful of guys that are silently committed and that will be announcing by the end of June, early July, and absolutely no one, even Donut Dog, the, uh, the most pessimistic person on our board will be, uh, None of them will be displeased with these guys. Yeah, and I think just from the from, from the prospects standpoint, you, you can't blame them for wanting to go on and make these trips. I mean, it's a lifetime experience uh, to go across the country to these different programs. And hey, there might be something you go to a place and they, they'll change your mind. But you know, uh, I think Kirby always feels like the more you can compare, the better we look. You know, but at the same time, if you want to. Uh, Go ahead and cut it all off. That's good too. But uh, outstanding report there, Dane. We, uh, Dane, you did nothing today, but uh, Blaine, <laughs> did a good job. I, I uh, gave my normal contribution in that. Segment. I'm just like I'm so uh, used to saying uh, Dane, and he's getting ready to come over here and bring his little girl for some swimming lessons. So I'm, I'm got that on my mind here. Make sure I got enough water in the pool. All right. Uh, I appreciate really you guys. Thanks, Blaine. We'll talk to you later, my friend. Appreciate Thanks, Wazio. Hey, Coach, I want to talk to you real quick about the uh, – it feels like there's been a momentum shift – not a momentum shift, but a, a paradigm shift for Georgia. I always felt that for years they were always trying to get the last visit, you know, be the last voice in the ear of one of these kids, you know, before he made his decision. Now it feels like Georgia's trying to be first to set that bar high. And I just – is that just yeah, perception think- on my end? It's certainly a good point. I think it basically base is based on the calendar. Uh, it used to be, you know, if you get that last visit, then nobody can go see them at all. But the way it is now, the calendar is such that, you know, this with the summer visits and the early signing dates, you, you, you're probably better off getting them on in here, particularly uh, kids that are just going into their senior year. Usually senior year kids are, uh, you know, play football all fall and then go for a visit. But now they're signing and starting practice on with your team in January. So it's just a different way to look at it. But uh, the other thing is get them in here and get your NIL going and uh, tell them what you got there and uh, give them something to compare with, I guess. Some of well, it's I- history too, Roddy. I think that Deshaun Watson's recruitment in particular, that was one where Georgia wasn't on him as early as a Clemson was. So when we talk about, yeah, Juju Lewis is only going into 10th grade, but you have to be ready. You have to have a relationship built far before that point. You're seeing this with, with eighth graders now. Yeah. And this, hey, this is all part of the game. He was seventh grade when Georgia started recruiting him. And just a little bit later in our show, I'm going to add some uh, – info about the, the these one-day camps because I was just completely overwhelmed and uh, impressed. I've always been impressed with it when I've gone over there, but now they're, they're put, they've got the uh, GPS on them. I mean, they're doing all these comparisons to our players at the same age. They got film of what a guy looked like 
uh, you, you know, when when he was the same age to compare that, every one of them, even though there's a 180 kids there, every one of them are getting uh, on video of every drill they do. I mean, it's just an incredibly organized and uh, very uh, to the point type deal that uh, shows why we're number one, in my opinion. Hey, do you mind, guys? Mind if I get on my soapbox for a second? Uh, can you stand on it, or are you going to just go? Again? I'm going to stand up on it. The camps that you get invited to by schools are by far the most important ones that you make. And don't keep thinking I'll do it later. I'll, I'll, I'll go visit them at a, you know in in July stuff like that. When July comes around. Most of these guys aren't going to have camps. So if you get any invitation, I don't care how small the school is, and you want a scholarship, get your butt up there. Just like with these early visits. So, I mean, I've seen how hard it is. And everyone's done this where you try to get your family together for a dinner on a weekend and everybody just can't make it that weekend. If you got a chance to get a kid to come make an official visit the first week of June, you know, in May, whenever, get them, go ahead and get it done. Let other people work against that time that is running out. So if right. you get an invitation to a school camp, go, just go, get, get uh, jump on there. And don't go to these exposure camps where these charlatans are offering to put your film in front of a coach for $80, $100, $200. And but basically, and coaches can't go to these camps. They're not allowed to go to these. So don't go to the camps where people are taking your money to get your kid exposure. Go straight to the schools. Get that invite. Go work out in front of the coaches. That's what will get you a scholarship off. And, and another point that I think is really good there is it's not just the Georgia coaches that are here. They're coaches from East Carolina, Mercer, yes. everywhere, because that's they don't have the ability to draw these guys, and everyone's not going to be a five- or four-star, but it gives them a great chance to analyze these people too. I know some uh, friends of mine that coach up at Marshall, they – they're going all around the country to these different camps of these bigger places because these kids aren't coming to Marshall. It's hard to get there. They're going to, to uh, analyze them and, and figure out who their, their guys are and uh, very smart by them. And it's also good by the people like Kirby inviting these coaches to come in and give them a chance to uh, share some ideas with Georgia and also look at some of these players. I mean, it's just a really good good way to do it. Uh, they're getting ready to have today the uh, youth camp Tuesday oh, and Thursday where I think they have 560 kids, like 12 and under, might be 13 and under. They come in, like you said, like Lewis was here in the seventh grade. And th this is more of a teach you about football, learn fundamentals and all that, and hopefully you'll uh, – you know, become a player, but at least you get to come in here and get a Kirby Smart T-shirt and get your pictures made and all that and have a chance to be with, uh, you know, stay in the dorms. Uh, always killed me that first night in the dorms. You go over there, these kids are scared to death and they're hovered up in the corner. Is it okay if I stay with my buddy tonight? Because I know I'm not his roommate, but can I stay in his bed? <laughs> and then you get the picture with Kirby and then all of a sudden five years later, Kirby's recruiting the kid. I love it. Uh, real quick on the camps, if it's a free camp like the Rivals one, go check out the Rivals camp because we do film everything and we do send it to coaches, but we don't charge you money for it. So come to the Rivals camp. I, uh, real quick, if you are looking for a very good idea, I want you to check out our friends over at Academia Brewing Company. It is one of the best places around. Uh, that's some place you need to go spend your money. They are They take great care of us. 
Uh, they always have fun stuff going on. Uh, Tuesday night, they have trivia night. Thursday night, they have poker nights. Uh, they'll have uh, bike nights throughout the uh, year. They'll have uh, classic car weekends. There's always something going on. Right now, they have a new beer. They have a pastry stout. Okay, it's called Java Kong Banana Coffee Pastry Stout. I'll tell you, there's some stuff going on in academia that you just have no idea that you know, you've never seen before. So, uh, Java Kong is a silky smooth brew featuring a heavy hand of chocolate, uh, coffee, banana, and vanilla. So, they have all the favorites. You know, Noctua my uh, Noctua is my favorite over there, and of course they have their Hopperdisiac. But again, always a new beer. Check them out when you get the chance. And also want to mention our friends over at uh, Athens Ford. Uh, I've been by there recently, tons of cars on the lot, almost 500 of them right now. They have promotions out, they have uh, specials, but, and, you know, of course they have discounts for students, you know, uh, current and active military people, uh, great financing stuff, the great service department. But what I want you to remember, if you can only remember one thing about Athens Ford, besides the amount of work they do for the community, is that they have the lifetime powertrain warranty. So if you go out there and you buy a car from any of Brian Clover's sales agents out there, you just know that uh, 99 times out of 100, that's going to have a lifetime powertrain warranty on it. There's very few exceptions, and that's not something that you get at every Ford dealership. You can't get that at uh, a nearby dealership or uh, any place You know that you're like, oh, well, I'll just go to this other one because I know somebody there. No, if you want that lifetime powertrain warranty, you have to go to Athens Ford, and it's definitely worth it, especially if your water pump goes out. This was just announced by UGA Athletics, and I think it's worth mentioning. Georgia national champion singles men's player Ethan Quinn has been awarded a wild card bid into the 2023 U.S. Open. So Ethan Quinn, <laughs> freshman at UGA, will be playing in New York at the U.S. Open. He deserves That's big. He's a great That's player. Big. Hey, and uh, Georgia. We'll... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So speaking of Georgia, also uh, the news broke last night that Georgia has a new baseball coach, Wes Johnson, the LSU pitching coach. That was a name that when uh, Scott Strickland was let go on uh, May 26th, that's one of the first names we put out. We said, here's a name to watch. And Wes Johnson got it. They, the news leaked right after they uh, made it to the Super Regionals yesterday, after they won their game. And it was neat to see all those players go out and give him a big hug in uh, uh, center right field. So it's, uh, he's got his work cut out for him coming to coach at Georgia. It's, coach, uh, I, I mentioned last week that when a coach leaves UGA, just how there's a community of the coaches and their families here, when a new coach comes in, is there kind of an extra effort to make them feel welcome and a part of everything over there? Sure. I mean, uh, usually you have kind of a get-together that uh, for the staff uh, – the new staff and let them meet not only the coaches and assistant coaches, but all the auxiliary people that work here in the, in the different departments and the academics and, you know, the, the custodians, everybody. I mean, you, you got to get to know everybody and it's all a big family. So I'm sure that he'll be uh, warmly welcome. I mean, uh, he certainly got a good resume and, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, I hate that Scott loves his job, but, all you can do is just pull for Georgia, the next guy, and hope that he does it. 
we mentioned all the recruits in that first segment, and I want to bring up some of the recruits from the last cycle that are now students at UGA. They're on campus. We mentioned last week that the new summer enrollees, the players that did not come early, they are on campus, which I'm on campus right now, and there's only about three categories of people. It's construction workers, it is uh, orientation leaders, and it is athletes working out. That's pretty much who's on campus right now at UGA. Coach, I wanted to run through these new summer enrollees that are here that are now students at UGA and just get your quick take on these guys and what they project to be, where they can fit into UGA. We'll start with a trio of offensive linemen at 6'7", 290 pounds from Fairburn at Langston Hughes High School, Jonathan Hewley. Yeah, he's certainly a big angular guy that can put on a lot of weight, uh, has kind of a big frame and uh, got to feel like it will be harder for uh, O-lineman than any position to jump in there this year. But we're going to need some really big, massive depth with everybody we're losing this next year. I think a couple of these guys will come out early like Mims uh, and go into the draft. But uh, he's certainly a guy that you hear a lot about as a good technician, just got to put some weight on. At six foot six, three hundred and five pounds from Carver High School in Columbus, Georgia. So I'm left to assume that Dell McGee has probably known him since he was five years old. Kelton Smith. Yeah, I think Kelton really came on strong at the end of the year as far as Georgia, uh, you know, athletic guy. He's another, even though he weighs 300 pounds, he needs some weight uh, to go with that big frame. But uh, he's got good coaching background, playing the good football and, uh, I look for him to come in here and be uh, ready pretty quick. Whether he can learn what to do quick enough, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, he's definitely got the uh, potential to be a massive guy, a really big guy. Jamal Merriweather is a tackle, six foot seven, 270 pounds from Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's like a broken record. You know, all these guys, six, seven, but they need the weight, they need the girth, they need the, the, uh, work in the uh, uh, weight room, which they're going to get uh, a lot of that this summer under Scott Sinclair. And you really, everybody sees the pictures of these. I'm just going to go off a little bit. Uh, sees the pictures of these uh, different uh, weight room and weight facilities and all that. But I'm just overwhelmed when I go in there, the amount of, uh, of different ways that they test these guys. Uh, I just happened to be in there last week with a friend of mine that was uh, bringing some pictures over there uh, of the last year's championship. It's kind of a collage that you can get it. For, you can get it for the uh, NIL, uh, help the players with the NIL buy that print. But uh, we, we were over there and the kids were back there for their first day. They were measuring the length of their uh, hamstring to, the, to uh, another area of their body to get a, a feel about how much they could handle on their squats. And this is this is through a GPS-type deal, uh, you know, electronically. Uh, doing the same thing with other parts of their body, just the testing they do to prevent injuries and also accelerate your, your ability to push yourself. Uh, you know, a GPS can monitor you of what you're doing, but it also can help you figure out what you can handle with your body and your frame. So I was just, I mean, that fired me up when I saw that. It was so impressive that I don't even think some of our coaches knew that they just put it in because I was asking a couple about it. And they said, really? 
you know, so, I mean, so wait, this is, so they're actually measuring the hamstring and then saying, okay, shorter hamstring, maybe you can't do as much, or I, I don't even know what the correlation would be, but especially considering the number of hamstrings that Georgia's had. And of course, all schools have them, but yeah, it's in their heads, it's like, Soft tissue bothers everybody. I mean, yeah. it's so much, and we, we're on the turf so much, you know, with our field situation. So, but I, I just think this is a new way to prevent injuries because it gives you an idea. Of some guys' hamstrings are tighter, some are, and, and it's a, just a little bit in blur, Barrett. I thought it was worth mentioning. That's I mean, maybe, for me but I, I do feel like that uh, the one thing that continually impresses me. It's whether it's nutrition, weights, recruiting. Kirby is pushing the button to keep developing these kids, and this is just another way they do it. Well, but if, if Kirby's saying, "Look, what what are we doing new? What are we? What, what's the new thing today? What are we doing to improve? How can we? You know, you, was it all last year, Dane? The guys get, or was it two years ago? Every presser, the guy would say, "We're trying to get one percent better." Yeah, I mean, it became a cliche. I, and, and hey, that is a fantastic mantra to use, and it's legit. But that one percent better, it, it builds up, you know, year after year. So, if you are the leader and you're pushing like that, like I do at UGA Sports, your staff, your guys, come up with the things. You know, uh, uh, Collier over there in nutrition, you know, she's coming up with stuff all the time because she's like, hey, Kirby wants to see what's the latest and greatest, and. I, I want to be a part of that environment. So if the head guys, you know, are trying to do new stuff, then everybody else does. You know, I sit around here uh, by myself a lot and go over, uh, watch tapes and stuff of uh, impressive people. And a guy that always really kind of got my attention was Kobe Bryant. And he said something, what you were just talking about, Roddy, about, he was talking about his individual improvement. He said, if you think over 15 years, if every day that you work over 15 years that you work to get better every day, can you imagine how much better you're going to be at the end of your career as compared to taking a day off and, and not working on your weaknesses and stimulating your strengths and all that? It was just an impressive way of saying, look, I got to go to keep up and be the number one guy. I got to keep doing all this stuff extra. So uh, that's what you got to do. We've seen it. Back to the new enrollees with the three offensive linemen. I just want to mention, I don't think fans will see these guys on the field pretty much at all this year, but I think they're a critical piece to how George is going to practice. If you look back at the 2022 offensive line class, guys like Scroggs are gone. Jacob Hood, not there anymore. They needed some depth on the bottom end of the roster on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't see him except in the first game. Uh, uh, but, no, I was just kidding you there, Dane. But, you know, another thing that, uh, that that I heard one of the coaches say over there to recruit that wasn't his position, uh, and it always impresses me when a coach knows a little bit about another guy and you go up and say, hey, I heard you were – really good tight end or good wide receiver. I coach the D-line or I coach the secondary. But but basically he said, what's going to happen here when you come here, you're going to go against better guys in practice at my position than you're going to play against in the game. And that's <laughs> that's going to help you uh, develop in your, your, your ability. This guy happened to be a tight end. And uh, 
uh, he was talking about the D linemen, how much they have to work to, to block these guys. And uh, so th- that's that's something that I think we don't ever need to take for granted when we're talking about our strength of schedule and all that. Hey, these kids for the next four months, they're going against the Burma Road every day out there. Roger yeah. Jones said that when he got drafted by the Jets. He said, look, I got to campus as a freshman, and there was Trayvon Walker on the other side of me. I had to be ready to go. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted by the Steelers, I think. Oh, that's – yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right, Steelers. General manager, you've been making a deal today or something? <laughs> it's, it's all season for GMs. Uh, <laughs> speaking of NFL, son of NFL head coach, Troy Bowles uh, is one of the summer enrollees at Georgia. Yeah, I hope that Troy can – hopefully he's going to be able to pick it up mentally because there's a lot to be said about even though if you're really a staunch uh, guy that knows football like he does, it's still a lot to pick up, not only the the uh, regular calls but the checks, the signals. Linebackers are kind of like quarterbacks. They have to take in a little bit more. But I think with the injury to uh, Munden – He'll be back in the in summer camp, but I think there's going to be a chance for more reps for him this summer to hopefully catch up with his other linebackers. But he's definitely a player. Uh, we saw the same thing happen Marvin Jones last year coming in in the in the summer compared to Michael Williams in the spring. It's just a different ball game. But uh, with the injuries that we've had at linebacker, maybe uh, uh, Bowles can jump in there a little quicker. A pair of defensive backs from North Carolina. We'll start with Chris Peel, a safety from Providence Day in Charlotte. Yeah, Chris has got a chance to help us on special teams. He's got good times. Uh, you know, he, he's a physical guy. And uh, he's got another guy coming in from Charlotte, uh, Jones kid, who played running back. But I think we're going to play him at corner, according to – I asked Will Muschamp last week, and he said he's going to start him out at corner. So uh, – Got really fast speed, uh, good track times. I mean, you look at, at what his track times correlate to a football player, particularly that he, he made these times in the state meet in the Charlotte uh, area. I don't know where they have it. He used to have the meet down near Raleigh. I don't know where they have the state high school track meet. But he's got state track meet times, and uh, he'll be a good player for us. And that's Kyron Jones from Charlotte Christian. Uh, that you say is likely to be a corner coming in. And then uh, finally, Peyton Woodring, the kicker from Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good chance to come in and compete. Uh, we'll see how he does against Zirkle. Uh, I mean, it's a position of need from the standpoint of nobody's kicked. A, uh, you know, we lost Pod Lesney, and he, you know, was a great kicker, clutch guy. So Zirkle certainly got the leg. So did this guy. I heard the first day that he came out, you know, both of them were very accurate. It'll be a fall camp deal, a decision that'll be uh, back and forth all fall, but he's certainly going to give us a lot of depth there. I can already hear the worry in your voice, not because Georgia, they're talented there, but I just know how much kicking matters to you. And to, to know that that's a competition going into the season, I can just see it on your face right now, coach. You've ruined my enjoyment of games, Coach. I worry about kicking and putting now more than anything. You just can't take for granted those uh, extra point field goals, those kickoffs into the end zone. I mean, those are just really take a lot of heat off your team if you can just count on those. Uh, and uh, you just look back to LSU starting the season last year. Uh, new coach, new staff. Uh, they got two 
extra points and a field goal blocked in their first game against Florida State and ended up losing that game just because of not having the continuity that they needed, coaching, new kids, everything, all the kids that left. So uh, it's just everybody has a tendency to, to gripe about it when you only time you see it. Uh, anything bad is when they miss one or you get a bad snap. I like the snapper, the holder. We'll have a new holder. Uh, you know, I'm not sure who that'll be, but uh, realistically, we got two good legs there, and I think they'll be good, but uh, just got to see how they do when the band's playing. Will be holder be William Moat, or is he the snapper? Snapper. He's a snapper. Yeah, I can, I can never keep up with him. I should. I used Beck some this spring, and uh, also the punter, uh, Hell, some too. So we'll see how that works. He mentioned LSU, Roddy. I have a, a small soapbox, not a Roddy style soapbox, but I'm seeing all the projections in the June. Let's get some clicks on media things, keep the conversation going. I get it, it happens, but I'm seeing a lot of Heisman hype for Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback. And I do not understand that at all, other than in the SEC, a team that's decent with a quarterback that you've seen a lot of. That's it. Other yeah, guys? I mean, the guy's a multi, you know, he's a dual threat guy, but they got to have all that stuff out there. But if Caleb Williams doesn't win the Heisman Trophy, it'll be because he got hurt. Fair. Yeah. I mean, place your, place your bets responsibly, people. They're going to be so much better than they were last year everywhere. And particularly their defense couldn't help but be better. But <laughs> that's a low bar, coach. <laughs> I just think Caleb Williams run away on it right now. I mean, if you're going into the season, I think the three most talented, maybe best quarterbacks, none of them are in the SEC right now. Caleb Williams, May at North Carolina. I like Quinn Hewers at Texas. I think he's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say anything good about Texas, but he's just got to do it. I mean, he's been hurt a lot, but uh, he's definitely – hey, when you look at it, Texas 13-12 and 12 the last two years. Come on. Come on, Texas. A and M's worse, close. But uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe yours will do it. I don't know. But that, it's gonna be a big game, uh, Alabama and uh, Texas. That second game, big, big, big. I want to talk about something that is good for you, and we don't. Have, you don't want to talk about Texas. Let's talk about the uh, Father's Day sale at Dead Socks. They make fantastic socks, and I know it's kind of cliche to get your dad socks for Father's Day. But these are luxury socks. These are fantastic socks. They feel great. They're buttery soft. They don't have an annoying uh, seam on the toe. They don't fall down your leg. And if you use promo code UGA Sports, they also have Dad25, but use promo code UGA Sports, you'll get 25% off and free shipping on anything on their site. So swing by deadsoxy.com. If you put in promo code UGA Sports, get 25% off some fantastic socks for your father, who obviously deserves them. He put up with your ass a long time. So take care of dad. And uh, I guarantee you these will be his favorite socks. You can get them in red and black or any other colors he likes. They'll be his favorite socks. And he'll wear them all the time. And he'll think of you and not about the time you probably crashed his car. I also want to mention our friends over at Your Pie. Your Pie is a fantastic place to eat. It is uh, Double Points Tuesday. If you have the Your Pie app, go to it. Pick your pizza, your uh, sandwich, your pasta, whatever you want. Order it on the Your Pie app, and you will get double points. Those points add up very quickly. They'll get you free pizzas, free drinks, free gelato. They have a lemon cello gelato, which I cannot wait to try. That's uh, one of their summer uh, 
specialties. So try our friends at Europie, Drew and Natalie French, who created this whole business in their 70 different locations. They have come up with an absolute winner of a concept. So try Europie today. Hell, reach out and be, become a franchisee. They'll set you up. So we'll talk about them in later. Let's start with some YouTube questions for Coach Donnan from Stick D's. Coach, which running back has the best chance of assuming the role of a James Cook or a Kenny McIntosh where they have speed but also the good hands and the route running? I think Andrew Paul is a guy that we haven't seen uh, because of his injury, but uh, we know what Milton can do. We know what Evan, uh, you know, Edwards, I mean, but uh, Paul can do it. Uh, Robinson is is a bigger guy, but he's getting better at catching him. But I'd say Paul probably. Question from Greg Hendricks. Hey, Coach, do you think Dylan Fairchild will get a lot of playing time this year? Yeah, I think Dylan's kind of a like a Swiss Army knife type guy that can play a lot of positions. He's tough. You know, he, as Roddy's mentioned so much, he's a high school wrestler. And uh, he's really uh, gotten a lot of reps here uh, at different positions. But I, I think you, at this point, he you know, he's not a, a – one of the massive guys that we have. Uh, I, I just, I got to say this too. I was over there the other day and I stood beside, uh, right beside. If, I, if you're just thinking, if you're the defense looking at us right now, you got right tackle is Mims, and right guard is Rattledge. And so I just said, can I just get in between you two guys? So I got in between them and then I looked up at each one of them and I'm saying, <laughs> Good God, this is the right side of our offensive line. And then if you go to the left side, you know, whether it's Ernest Green or uh, and Truss or, uh, you know, or, or whoever it's going to be, uh, you know, Van Pran just kind of brings it down in the middle. Of me. <laughs> He's bringing down the average. It's amazing how big those guys are. I mean, just humongous. But uh, I think Fred Child's going to help us. Micah Morris, I like Micah Morris too. Uh, you know, they're, they're, and, and Wilson from uh, – North Carolina is another good player. Jermaine King says that he still has his Donnan's Dogs t-shirt with the cartoon of Coach holding Ugga's leash. Well, that's good. Uh, I appreciate that, Jermaine. Uh, uh, you know, they uh, that was kind of a good little acronym or word. Well, I don't know what the word was, you know, Donnan's Dogs, but uh, never got them to where I wanted to, but I was busting my ass to try to it. Had a lot of great memories from it, though, that – Florida game in 97, man, that, that's pivotal for so many Georgia fans, just to have that in there. Top three wins of all time. Let's get to questions from the vent at ugasports.com. From Dog KC, is Alabama in a good spot at quarterback, or is this an obvious issue? Do they have three quarterbacks or none? Well, you know, it's kind of a rhetorical question in a lot of ways because they wouldn't have gone after the kid from Notre Dame unless they felt like, they needed somebody to come in and challenge these other two. But uh, I've always liked Milrow, and I like uh, this Ty Steep. What's his last name? Uh, uh, Ty, I know his dad's the coach at UT Martin, but uh, Simpson. They're, they're, Simpson both, yeah. they're both good players, and uh, they, they just didn't step it up in the spring. But there's a lot of stuff that can happen in the, between now and fall camp. I just think Nick – has looked at what what's happened the last two years. They're a drop back team throwing a ball 40, 50 times a game. Their defense 
was not as good stopping the run. And they they made a seismic change going back to being a little bit more run-oriented team and play around your defense. I think that's going to be their stop. From DRock UGA said, here's one for Coach Donnan if he will oblige. What other programs showed interest in talking to him as a head coach candidate? He says, while at Georgia, if I remember, uh, there were some rumors that North Carolina pursued you. And, Coach, I know on this show you said that after Georgia, Kentucky was coming to try to lure you up there. Yeah, I mean, that's water running the bridge there. But I will say this. I turned five million down three different times to stay here. And then Adams pulled the rug on me. So that's all I'm going to say. I got a good memory mood today i don't want to get into that <laughs> bulldog 1995 um he says coach you usually pick a player or two to make a huge impact in the season you've been spot on for multiple years so i want to know who that's going to be for this season bulldog 1995 picks jalen walker says he'll lead the team in sacks jalen walker on sacks that's what he says we're bringing him a lot from linebacker but he, he can play the edge too i like jalen walker i mean he's just a Ever since the first time I ever met him, uh, he just got that glow in his eyes, a good kid. But uh, as far as just pure, flat-out impact, I would say Michael Williams is going to be a difference maker on the defense up front. Uh, everybody knows about Bowers. That's a given. But I look for Lad McConkey to just put everybody showing his taillights this year. I just think he's just got that. You don't realize what how that guy's bulked up either. I mean, he's a smaller guy. There's no question about it. But He's got some guns on him, and he's got, uh, you know, I saw him the other day. I said, where are you going? He's going to the weight room. I mean, like it was a big deal, you know. <laughs> but these guys take a lot of pride in that. But I, I think McConkie's going to be – and I'm not going to put the quietus on Milton because of his injuries, but I think Milton's going to have a breakout here. A lot of guys in there. I, I saw it was a uh, Jim Nagy that was bragging on Lad McConkie, and I'm like, well – we, we've all seen this. Like, Lad McConkey is one of the best football players in the country. There, there are no caveats. There are, like, he's one of the best players out there. He's very productive. I mean, he can make things happen. I mean, just going back to how tight we were in that game. Uh, you were down at uh, seeing the game live at uh, Mississippi State, and Roddy and I were mad about them turning that punt at the end of the half. And then the second play of the second half, they ran that little reverse to McConkey, and he just busted it down there and the rest of the game with him. And he's had multiple two-touchdown games, including national championship game. Uh, what he can do, I mean, this, this guy is just he's an outstanding player. And he, he's uh, – you got two guys in, in Bowers and him that just can make so much happen. And, and their work ethic they have at practice, the way the kids see the way they work. But – Let's don't forget about love. It's going to be good. Rah, rah. I mean, we're going to be very explosive offensively. We're going to have some some big play potential, that's for sure. I'm going to steal Coach's uh, question there. I'm going to jump in with my boy Dylan Bell. Give him hell, Bell. That's the guy. Another good one. Another good one. One more question from the dog vent. Then we're going to take our uh, final break and wrap with any questions that have found their way to Roddy. Cajun Dog says, I'd like to ask Coach for a pro comparison, past or present, for Dylan Riola. People have said Patrick Mahomes because they look similar in appearance, but Mahomes is more mobile, right? Yeah, I mean, he must be basing an appearance on uh, on the fact they both have a mohawk or something. I don't know. He's not as slender as uh, Mahomes. Uh, he's, he's a little stockier. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's too early for that. But uh, he's definitely – He's got a pro arm, that's for sure. 
And we have a uh, seven-on-seven, highlights from a seven-on-seven at UJ Sports. You can check that out. Plus, or just if you're watching on this YouTube channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, just click hit other videos and it'll show you one. We had that. Uh, we commissioned a young man to go out there and shoot video of him. So, you so he's see. doing seven on, you got seven on seven and he's doing recently. Yeah. It was uh, uh, by this past weekend. So, Ooh, oh, that's good. Watch I do want to give a shout out to Mike Bobo though, because for getting Royal locked into that commitment, great. But then to have the relationship built up already with Julian Lewis heading forward, that, that's some big time stuff from your quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I mean, one thing that, that you got to realize about Mike ever since he's been here, he went, even when he was a GA for me helping with the tight ends, uh, outstanding recruiter. I mean, and it goes back to his dad. His dad was a high school coach, kind of like Kirby's dad, and he knows all these coaches in the state, and they trust Mike. They should. It's based on production and based on – He's going to take care of, them, of their players if they come here. He helps so many young men go to other schools. Uh, you know, a call from Mike Bobo to Presbyterian or UNC Charlotte or whatever it might be is a good recommendation on a player. I mean, he's got impeccable uh, credentials on that recruiting. And Coach uh, Novak Djokovic just uh, finished off Karen Hatchinoff in four sets. Hatchinoff just didn't have enough gas, man. He, he started out – Played good first set, but Joe Fix will be waiting on uh, Alcatraz. Al- Alcaraz, Alcatraz, if yeah. Alcaraz can beat uh, Sippy Toss. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you something else you should see. You should see what our friend Andy Ludecki at My Perfect Franchise can do for you. If you're looking to uh, get unlimited PTO, if you want to create income, create wealth, you want to diversify, you want to get out of the corporate rat race and gain control of your income and schedule, let Andy Ludecki at MyPerfectFranchiseDo.net set you up. He can guide you through all the comprehensive franchise evaluations. He has a ton of franchise and business ownership experience. And you can lean on him. Uh, there's 3,000 different franchises out there. And uh, if you don't like your boss, you don't like your pay, you, you know, feel like you're stuck, he can unstick you. He can help you get into something else. So reach out to uh, Andy Ludecki at myperfectfranchise.net. You can call him. You can go to the website. You can fill out a form. Uh, smoke signals. It doesn't matter. He will answer you. And here's the thing. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. So it's just an absolute no-brainer to reach out to him and say, look, you know, here's what, what can you tell me? And he loves that phone call. He's not going to roll his eyes and be like, oh, God, here's another one. He will be thrilled. And I think he just gets a perverse joy out of seeing people start a new company and know that he has something to do with it. So reach out to Andy Ludecki and MyPerfectFranchise.net. Today, it won't cost you anything. Also, I want to mention our friends at Prime Shrimp. I mentioned when I was in Orange Beach recently, I went into the Rouse's grocery store in the freezer section. They had uh, packages from Prime Shrimp. Made me feel good to know that they're growing as fast as they are because everybody that tries prime shrimp loves prime shrimp. So they make some fantastic shrimp. It's peeled, it's deveined, deheaded. Uh, they put it, uh, seasoning inside the packets. They freeze it. They ship it all across the nation. So it doesn't matter where you're listening to this show, where you're watching it. They will ship it to you. It will come still frozen. You take it out, put it in your freezer, and then when you're ready, you can do what I did the other day and make shrimp tacos. You drop it in some boiling water. Uh Take it out, open the package. Uh, it's perfectly seasoned. You drop it on your tacos, put in your cilantro, your onions, 
uh, sauce, you're ready to go. I didn't even sauce mine because the sauce that came with it was fantastic. So it's easy. And use promo code UGA Sports to get a discount on your first order at primeshrimp.com. All right, Roddy, last uh, four minutes or so or questions that found their way to you. Okay, uh, Coach, this is from uh, Delmonico. He says it's a family name. It says Georgia has two tight end commits. Which one is better? And who is the guy that just visited? You kind of mentioned that earlier in the show. And Carter is a guy from uh, Nebraska that just visited. And I know we uh, we got uh, two committed. Uh, one of them's from uh, Raytown, uh, Missouri. That's uh, you know Jake Riddell. Yeah, uh, you know a very athletic guy that uh, I know Hartley's really high on. And then uh, the other guy is, is, is somebody that we've been on for a long time too. So Cole Heinrich out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, uh, and the reason. I know about him as a guy that trains uh, players down in the Lauderdale area. Tim Martin played for me at Marshall, and uh, he told me about Heinrich when he's in the ninth grade. And I <laughs> told Hartley uh, about him. Hartley had, had already – I can't ever tell these guys anything. He already knew, but but uh, he, he liked the fact that Tim gave him his uh, stamp of approval. I mean, Tim played with Randy Moss, and he knows what a player is. And he, he's never given me the wrong one. So I'm high on both these guys. Uh, Andy Hill, a guy that played for me in Missouri, coaches with the Chiefs now. Uh, he he told me about that kid out there at uh, Kansas City, and uh, he, he thought he'd be a really good player too. I love that he's from Peculiar. Ray Moore Peculiar, what a name. What a name. You got Raytown South, which is uh, over there near uh, – uh, on the on the Kansas City, Missouri side, and then you got also uh, Ray Moore Peculiar, which is outside of Kansas City. So some good names there, but you know none of them even commit coming close to Altamaha Ossipi, which is near Burlington, North Carolina. That's that's uh, the Georgia's two tight end commits are both six foot four. Riddell's two twenty. Heinrich is two twenty five. So that's some bookends there, and Carter. This kid's like 6'4", 6'5". He has an 11-second 100-meter dash and a 7-foot high jump. Freaky, freaky, freak of an athlete. And if Georgia could get three tight ends, they'd absolutely take him. I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, you look at, we, you know, we lost uh, the one kid went to Mississippi State with Duke for a year, and then the other kid, uh, number 80, left. Where, where did he end up going? Uh, did he go to Tech? To my goatee? No, Goaty went to Mississippi oh, State. Cedar went to Tech, yeah. Cedar went to, to, to Tech. Cedar, yeah. Out on, uh, they were trying to get Deuce. Uh, over there with Blaylock and uh, Goaty. I'm go Blaylock and Cedar. Yeah. So that's the um, – it'll be fun. I think if you get three three tight ends, you take them. Uh, Mark Coach, Bill, so you'll be heartbroken. Georgia gets the tight end from Nebraska. I know you'll be heartbroken for the Cornhuskers. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, that was, that was I, at least, I at least can tolerate Nebraska now. I thought it was really good the other day. I had a tough, tough decision watching that national championship golf thing at Florida versus Tech. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you pulling for, Roddy? Uh, meteorite. Right. Meteorite. Uh, Dog in France says, will we see more games being played internationally in college football like the NFL is doing? He's in France. I think he wants the Georgia Dogs to come to him. You know, they go over there and play in Ireland. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. 
if it's another way to make some money, I'm sure they'll look into it. But it's a definitely the, the problem with the college teams is the class that you'd have to miss. You know what I mean? Uh, to go to a trip like that. So, but it'd be nice to take a trip like that. I know the basketball team's going to Italy and it'll be a good trip for them. Most of the ones that you've seen are like week zero before classes really get going. So yeah, if it happens, it'd be at the beginning of a year. Good point there. Uh, last question. We'll end on this one from 21 Dogs. Can we expect Kendall Milton to be healthy by fall? He seems to be always hurt. Well, you know, the, the general tendency is just exactly like the, the questioner mentioned. He has been. But I don't think he's a chronic guy. Both of the things that have happened to him could happen to anybody. I mean, yeah. but – uh, you just don't want to typecast him, but at the same time, he needs to be out there and stay with it. Uh, I saw him the other day. He came up and said hello to me. He looks good. He's bright-eyed. He's ready to go. I think it's kind of pennies from heaven here that spring and the fact that he, he's going to be fresher and didn't have to go through all that pounding that he'd taken the spring. Uh, not only are you doing things to uh, work on your position, but you're also – kind of a scout team for the defense too, because they're pounding on you as you're showing them different looks and all that. So he, he was, uh, you know, he, he didn't have to go through all those different reps that you have to, uh, and he already knows what to do. So I'm looking for a big year for, for Kendall. And I also I think just that reputation's a bit unfair. Last season he played yeah. in third games. He had the third most rushing attempts on the team with 86 so you're saying he didn't get the same number of reps as McIntosh? Yeah. I know he missed some time. I'm not trying to say he hasn't been injured, but to say he's always injured, I don't I don't think that's accurate. Well, they got oh, he's not the wrong. teams, but that is he, he just got point. It. it's not fair. But I'm gonna tell you what, you look at him on the hoof, I got the same kind of feel about him by standing beside those two uh, linemen. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a linebacker or safety over there, and I gotta come up and hit this guy. Human wrecking ball, man. He's a, he's a monster. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for this week's show. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday at noon. I'll just make one point here. I forgot this. Sure. Everybody talks about NIL and, and, and something that's there. And uh, there's a situation now with our collective that everybody's aware of that, you know, it's kind of a donor situation where how much more can you donate? So nobody – is asking you for that. But if you if you have a corporate structure that has a big marketing budget, that has a lot of dollars in it, that's either through a co-op or national brands or anything like that, and you want to get involved with the Georgia Collective, these kids are making videos, two and three minute videos about what, what they're doing in school, what they're doing in practice. And then they're putting it on websites on the collective, but they'll put it on your website They'll put it on. They're gonna put some on our our rivals, other rep. You know, up to five or six hundred thousand people can see that, and you can advertise on that with your brand. If you're interested in that, contact Roddy, and he'll put me. He'll put you with who you need to talk to. I'll help him with it. But we need you. you talk about what can you do to help Georgia Bulldogs? Help us collective because it, it's there. I mean, these kids are are smart, uh, and they're going after the money. I don't blame them. So if you got some corporate money that you want to spend, that's a good way to do it. Go after the money in sports? Wow. I'm sorry, the PGA thing. I'm with you. 
Well, I mean, when you just think about it, the UGA brand, the UGA mark, to be associated with that right now, that is strong. I mean, it's strong for your company. I mean, whether, you know, whatever it might be, uh, I mean, you get one of these players promoting your product. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When you, you get Jalen Walker as a face of your product is talking about it, or you have a Nazir Stackhouse with his uh, chemistry, or Cedric Van Pran, who, again, I think should run for president when he's uh, of age, those guys pitching your products, that's not a, it's not a bad way to do it versus – just uh, wasting it on Google ads or uh, uh, radio. So. All right, folks. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this week's show. We will talk to you next Tuesday at noon. Be sure to tune in. Either watch us on the Facebook channel or the YouTube channel that you're watching us on. And if you're listening to the audio version, we really appreciate it. But do us a favor and give us a review. We would love to have more reviews for our podcast. We'd appreciate it. Until then, take care. <laughs>